Hello everybody, Janet Urban here, founder of Friends in Film. Welcome to our podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to give you insights that you will not learn anywhere, not in film school, not online, not from anybody, even people on film sets will not know what I'm teaching you because we have studied how to go very fast into the film industry and create a career out of it. And that is what this podcast is about. And that is what the A-List program is about, which is our main flagship program that all these people all over the world are doing to work in the film industry. So enjoy today's podcast and thank you so much for listening. I don't even remember this producer, um, Marie, but she apparently remembered me because she referred me for this job. And so... I get an email back like a month ago when I was back at, in Wisconsin. Hey, are you available for this three-day shoot? And it was from somebody that I never heard of. Her name was Doran. And she's like, I'm putting together the crew. Marie asked if you're available. Um, are you and your husband Joe possibly available to do this? We're going to need um, probably two mixers, two complete different sound teams. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Sounds good. And I thought, this is strange. You know, you always kind of know because I'm so used to, I, I mean, I, I've been doing this for so long that when it's a little bit strange or a little bit like, what is this? Um, it kind of stands out. And so I wasn't kind of taking it that seriously. I'm kind of like, yeah, two different sound teams, probably a small thing. And I don't know this person contacting me. Marie referred me, but I don't remember Marie. I didn't look her up either. Um, I could have tried to find her in one of my call sheets, you know. Um, but, and then I got another job over the same dates and this other job, I knew the people and it was two days and the director asked for me and I'm like, um, I kind of want to take that one. So then, but they were second hold. So uh, to that one, I said, okay, just, um, I'm on hold for something else, but who knows what's going to happen with that. So your job hasn't booked yet. Let's, let's reconvene next week when your job books and then we'll figure it out. And they're like, sounds good. And then actually they didn't even say that they didn't respond back. They didn't respond back. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, they probably just hired somebody else, which sometimes happens where if you're not available, and you suggest holding for them, but you tell them your second hold, and they just go find somebody else. Because you know what? They just want to get their job going. They want to get the people done and have it done. Even if the job isn't booked. Yeah, it's not fair, but you know, this is the game we are playing. So anyway, I figured, you know, I, I want to be always up front. And so if they're going to go search for somebody else, then, you know... I, nothing I can do about that. I'm not going to play games and tell them, oh, I'm available, but I'm already holding for somebody else. I'm just not going to do that and play that game and then come up with some kind of whatever later. Other people do that. But I don't suggest doing that. I just suggest playing it straight. And if they, um, so they know the deal and you know the deal, and then you don't have to think about what did I say to them? No, none of that. So I didn't hear from them. So I thought, oh, they got, they got th that second group they that contacted me they hired they they went with somebody else but then the next week I think it was on a Wednesday they're like okay the job awarded so these are the dates are you available and I was like oh okay great so can you guys book and they're like yes so then I went to the original one the three-day one and I was trying to wanting to get out of it because I'm like eh, I don't know the people in three days but I'm like at the same time they wanted Joe and myself so that's two mixers two sound teams. So I'm kind of like, huh, but I, I kind of felt like they were probably going to drop one of them or it could be, or they're disorganized. Something was kind of like, I don't know, something's off on this one. <laughs> How wrong I was. 
So, <laughs> so then I contact the three-day one, the first people, and I said, um, so I have this other two-day job over the same day as I give them very specific, specific days that they wanted me, which was, you know, the, the days that overlap their three days. And I, I said, um, so are you guys, do you guys want to book? And it would be really great if you could book both of us because other jobs are coming in and we'd like to know that we're with you guys. Um, and they were like, well, we can book one team, but not the other. So they could book me, but not Joe. And I was like, okay, well, if it's at all possible that you can book both of us, that would be great. Cause I said, I have another job that Joe can go take that they want that, um, is available for me that are those two days, which was my, my, my other, the hold that was checking my availability. So it'd be really great if you could let us know if you actually do want two sound teams. Otherwise, he'll go do the other job. So I was totally upfront with them. It's almost too much information for them because, you know, it's my schedule. So me, like, kind of juggling the jobs um, is, you know, my deal. However, I knew this production manager. I'd worked with him before, but I didn't know him very well. Like, I, I don't even remember when I worked with him. It might have been years ago, but I knew his name. And he would come across very friendly, you know, and respond immediately to the emails. So, so he's like, well, let me check with Marie. So he checks with Marie, and they kind of want to, sometimes they want to nail it down, and sometimes they don't. You know, some, I mean, sometimes they, they want to get the information so that it's done and that makes their job easier. See, this is the way it always is. It's like everybody wants to just have their job go easier. So if they get a little question or ask, then they can go solidify some stuff that they need to know and then that'll make it easier for them. But sometimes they know that the other people are so busy that they would be disrupting and now they don't want to ask for information. So you just never know. And I just want you to know the inner workings of the business, the way that it kind of works so that you are sensitive to these things. Cause it took me 20 years to figure a lot of this stuff out or just kind of read between the lines. That's really what it is. And I think that's a, a, one of my values to you is helping you read between the lines so that you are smooth and you understand it, you get it, that get it factor we're talking about. So he's like, I'll check with Marie and see if we can book both teams. I'm like, okay, great. Well, and then I thought, well, that would be great because then we'll both be working and it's three days. So that would be better anyway, as long as her budget is good. And it is union. I knew that. So she checked with Marie, the producer. She's like, okay, yes, books, both sound teams. And then he said, do you think we need the entire sound team for both? And I said, and I'm always wanting all of my people. Like, I don't want to be short of people. So I said, yeah, Ted, I think so, because we just don't know what they're going, to, what we're going to need. And it's always better to do it right. That's best for everybody. And he's like, yeah, that's right. Sounds good. Sounds good. So now he's on board with that. So you, have, you can't just say, this is what I need. We always want to say it in a way of like, um, this, is, this is what's best for production. And then you kind of give them a scenario like, you know, they're going to change shots. There's going to be different things that are going to be happening. And we're going to be really happy that we, that we got our team and that we're totally prepared for this thing to go smooth. Best for everybody. And um, then they're like, yeah, totally on board. So he's like, yes to that. So good. Now I got to go back to the other people with this director that requested me and let them know I'm not available. So I'm like, thank you so much. Uh, for, you know, offering to book me or thank you so much for the offer. I just checked with the other people and they booked me. 
I, I appreciate it so much. Do you need anybody to, do you need a recommendation for somebody? And uh, they're like, oh, bummer. Um, this is all through email. Uh, okay, we'll let you know if we need a recommendation. Then I never heard from them again. No, they found somebody else, um, which is great. But I always like to give a recommendation. Do you know why? Because when I send work to somebody, then they're going to send me work back. It's just the way you always want to do that if you can. Always refer if you can. But you don't want to refer anybody that's like you're feeling, I don't know how they're going to come across. Or they're kind of, you know, I don't know. Because if you refer somebody and they're not good, you've just damaged your, your reputation with that person that you referred it to. So this is another reason why Friends and Film is so important because I really want you guys to be taking these things seriously, learning, and then we got to be working on our minds because we think we're perfect. We all think that we're, we either think that we're perfect at the same time we think we're fucked up. <laughs> so weird, right? Our brains. Uh, but we're blind to a lot of the things that other people see in us that they will never say, but it makes them pause before they hire us. So that's why we really want to be in these conversations and be absorbing it and doing these self-coaching models. A big clue is when you're having some complaining going on or having some negative thinking going on or when you're blaming. That's all clues. If you're blaming, if you're complaining, if you're thinking negatively about yourself or other people, all of those are clues that you need to do some self-coaching models that will kill you. It just takes one response that hits them in a way like either they don't get it or there's somebody better or I don't know, don't, I, I, I wouldn't send that person to do that task, maybe somebody else. Ooh, I wouldn't send that person to do that task. It takes them a couple times and they're like, oh, I keep not choosing that person. I keep choosing this other person. And then they just phew, go with the other person. So this is the reality of it, is all impressions as you're working on these sets. Now, when you're working on the student films and you're building up to this, this is the time to make mistakes. This is the time to like, you know, know that. Still, it's real important because those times on the set, when you're first on them, your first 10 shoots, you're really just kind of flailing around, helping, messing up, you know, you're working on your mind, you're noticing your mind and watching your mind. And why those people seem like they're, they went to film school and they, they're like all important and they're treating me and you're, you know, you're noticing all of these things. You got to do models on this because even though the circumstance might be that they're in film school and they're under pressure, they're also the ones that are funding it and they're also trying to take, you know, do the jobs to get experience themselves and you're, you're with the leftovers, you know, that could be a feeling you might have, even though, you know, it can feel like that. So what? <laughs> they're freaking paying for it. They're giving you the opportunity. You have the opportunity to shine with them and be their right-hand person. And in 10 years, you know, who's going to win? The person with the best attitude. So it doesn't matter what the actual circumstance is. Don't get your undies in a bundle. Do some models, you know. <laughs> oh, they're being stuck up. That's a thought. The circumstance is that they took a job. They told you to go over there and they gave you a small job, right? So that's a circumstance. The thought is, oh, they're stuck up, which makes you feel unwanted. And then you show up kind of moping around, 
um, you know, doing the job, not wanting to ask questions, evaluating everything you're saying. And then the result of um, they're stuck up is you're being stuck up. You're being uh, standoffish. You're not entering and being a team player. All from that thought. See, we've got to see the results of our thoughts, our thinking. And once we see that, which would be like totally invisible, it's like, no, I just thought that, I, you know, you just think it's true that they're kind of stuck up. And then, um, then you're like, oh, well, I didn't want to work with them anyway. And they're not going to call you anyway because they were like, oh, that person didn't get us or wasn't a great team player. And you're like, well, so you know what I mean? It's like, um, it's so fascinating, right? So if we do a model on it, and actually when you do the model, write it down. Look, I got, I got you want to see all my notepads? I got to show you these notepads. I'm doing these notepads. Look, 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 look. Do you see? Some people were in my bedroom. See all those <laughs> notepads? <laughs> There's like 10 of them over there. Okay, so you catch yourself. You do a model by writing down the model, and then you're like, what am I, what am I thinking? It's going to be, it's harder to know what you're thinking. You're just kind of like, no, that's the way it is. No, it's actually your thought about what's happening. So you see what your thought is, and then you see what result you're creating from your thinking. Now, it's really, like, it's really... It's hard to kind of do that because it's just like we're not used to doing this. We're not used to looking at our own thinking. It's so much easier just to go like, I like this. I don't like this. You know, I, I don't like them, uh, whatever it is. We just, it's just, it's like, this is how we trust ourselves. You know, our thinking is our thoughts. It's like who we are. It's like how we trust ourselves. It's what's gotten us so far in life. It keeps us out of danger. So, you know, it's very understandable how we're going to be, um, you know, attached to our own thoughts and say, no, this is true. This is the way it is. It's just that what's invisible to us is the result of those thoughts. And I can tell you this, the film industry is super, super, and every day getting more competitive, better and better people. I mean, this is now becoming like, um, highly, highly, highly desirable. You will not work if you are subpar. No fucking way. You're going to be top. Everybody's going to be top. That's going to be getting these jobs on set. So up our game and it's the invisible stuff that will kill us. It certainly did for me. I'm not lecturing you. I'm telling you for me, complaining, blaming, not taking things seriously. Um, you know, being afraid, having fear dominate me, uh, you know, all of these things have impacted me in my career. So I'm here to remind you and to keep us thinking in the way that we're like showing up, showing up the way that we know is, uh, attracts work to us. So instead of those people being stuck up, we're like, I love these people. They're artists. They're complicated, but they're artists. I love them. You just say that back to the shoot. So we get the boards. So like it's a week before the shoot. We get all these boards, all of these storyboards. We're like, holy shit, what the F is this? This is not a normal commercial. This is boop, 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 boop. So no discussion of rates, no discussion of gear, no discussion of like costs, budgeting, nothing, nothing. It's like open book. Well, duty, Call of Duty is owned by Microsoft. The Call of Duty is like $1.9 billion. It's just a huge 
moneymaker. So, yeah, they spend whatever they want. So we had zombies, we had people like army guys, we had all sorts of things that you, if you played that game, and you know the characters, Kill Switch and all these things, they're all there, and it was fun. But yeah, it was, um, the director is David Leitch. He's from Kohler, Wisconsin. I'm from Wisconsin. And um, I meet him on the first day. David, nice to meet you. I'm the sound mixer, Janet. He's like, oh, good, so good to meet you. I'm like, okay, I'm second unit. Joe's your first unit because I went to second unit because I didn't want to work my ass off. I'm like, he's going to work his ass off. So I put myself in second unit so that I could keep working on Friends and Film. <laughs> um, but I didn't have much time because it was busy second unit. Both were busy. Anyway, it's not second team. Second unit. You know the difference? Second team is the stand-ins. Bring in second team. Second unit is the second unit also shooting different stuff. Like we were shooting social stuff. We're shooting inserts. We're shooting scenes that uh, they couldn't, that first unit pickups for them. So second unit. That meant that we never knew what was really going on because we're like shoving in there, shoving in there. But that's fine. So we're shooting downtown, same location, three days, walk away every day, huge budget. Smoke machine, the place was filled with smoke every day. I started wearing a mask because I didn't want this, you know, dust in my, my nose. So that helped. Um, it was, yeah, zombies, five, five people at a time on camera running around, all fake guns, um, all these just different scenes with dialogue for three days. Every day we'd go till 9.30 and then we walk away, arrive at nine o'clock the next morning, go again for another 12 hours. Uh, and then the shoot finished at 9.30 again last night. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the shoot, I talked to the director and I said, hey, you're from Kohler, Wisconsin. I'm from, I'm from Wisconsin too. He's like, oh really, where? I'm like Mount Horb. Now David Leitch, Google him. IMDb him. He's um, impressive. So he started as Brad Pitt's stand-in, or not stunt person, Brad Pitt's stunt person. And then he was also Jean-Claude Van Damme's stunt person. And then he started stunt coordinating. And then he started directing, and then he executive produced. And so he created a specialty for himself in these action fight sequences could direct them and choreograph them very well that people felt that for action movies he's a great director and he is so he's probably maybe i don't know 55 years old quite accomplished in his career super nice guy a lot of people from the set actually were from wisconsin so a lot of these 20 30 year old the camera team were like they were solid like one guy's name was meatball they he called they called him meatball but he's not a meatball and um, I told him that. I'm like, at the end, uh, I, um, I said, uh, hey, why do they call you Meatball? And he goes, he looked kind of sad about it. And he goes, well, it's a name that I, somebody, they gave me years ago. This team gave me years ago. He's like, I guess sometimes I act like a Meatball. I don't know. I'm like, no, 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 no. You are so not. And that is not a word for you at all. I'm like, you are 
And I was like looking, looking in my being for the word that described this wonderful person. I'm like, you are delight. And he's like, oh, I like that. I'm like, yes, delight. Sparkly delight. And he's like, I like that. Thank you. That's it. That's my new name. I'm like, it is. Because that is really who you are. Three days, wonderful job, great people, director, awesome, you know, DP, two DPs. I didn't get to know the, the one DP. I got to know my DP. Great guy. The AD. <laughs> First time AD, I think, possibly. I was like, so when I come up to him, this is interesting, right? I come up to him and he's our, he's our AD. And I'm like, okay, so what's, what's, going to go, what's going on? And he gets this really serious look on his face and just like, um, well, you know, we're still kind of figuring this out. And, and uh, I'm like, well, I'm like, so what's happening just today? And so he's, so, and I, and then he just like, well, we're going to get this person, this person, but on day three, we got four. I'm like, oh, okay, great. I'm like, well, we'll figure out day three, by the, let's just get this thing rolling and then we'll all figure it out by the time we get to day three. And then as I walked away, I was like, huh, was I getting this vibe that he was so serious because I, he was displeased that I didn't look at the schedule well enough or I don't know. And then I'm like, no, no, I like the way I responded. So that was that. Then as the shoot goes on, I'm interacting with him. I realize that he's just a delightful person. Just absolutely love him. Like he was wearing these glasses. He's this big, tall guy. And he's like wearing these women's glasses, which, you know, what's women's, what's men's. But they were like five years ago, you'd say that's women's glasses. Like they were like really like pink and green and like with they were just like super fashionable I'm just like I love that I love that he's wearing those glasses and uh so then like on the third day a couple days together and you kind of really figure out what's going on I find out that I, I said so I can't believe I never work with you and this is how I found out what's going on I'm like I can't believe I'm like it is so great work with you I can't believe that I've never worked with you before because you're just so awesome and He's like, thank you. He's like, well, hopefully this is the first of many. I'm like, I'm sure it is. I'm like, well, who's your link to this? And he's like, well, David. I'm like, oh, the director. And he's like, yeah, the director's been a friend of mine for like 20 years. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's my link. I'm like, oh, wow, well, my link is, is Marie, the producer. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. And he's like, yeah, it's the first time I've worked for this company. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, great. And, and then, I, then I found out later that this is the first time he AD'd. <laughs> first AD'd. And now I'm linking it up. I'm like, that's why he was so serious because he didn't know and he doesn't know how to act and he can't say they're not giving me any information. Like he can't blame it on the first team, not giving him any information or on anybody. So he's just kind of a little bit stressed out himself. Like, well, how should I respond to this very, you know, person, this person that wants their information and is asking for it, but I don't know. And how do I you know, not show that I've done, never done this job before. And I don't really know what exactly I'm doing, but I'll do a good job. <laughs> but this is why people get hired is because, you know, friendships and he, he will figure it out. And he did do a pretty good job, but he, there was little cracks you could see, like <laughs> just little things that, you know, that, Hey, I think he doesn't really know exactly what he's doing. <laughs> Some of the things he said, it just doesn't really kind of go that way. So then you kind of know, 
wait a minute, probably should listen to him because it's probably not going to go down that way. And when you start doing that, you're like, okay, so I have to find out another way to get the information. Anyway, all of these little things you will come across, but now you've heard of them, so now it'll kind of make more sense when you do go through them. Um, delightful shoot, all in all. The production supervisor I talked to a bunch of times. I'd stop in the production office every day, and um, I checked in with him. How you doing? You know, um, are you tired? I look in his eyes. I'm like, your eyes, they look bright they look good like how do you do it because i know he's getting like maybe three hours of sleep a night he's like i don't know just something about i'm very lucky that i just i i do really well without much sleep he's like i don't know i'm like wow you are lucky it's a good job for you because most people you just can't function on you know that little amount of sleep he's like i know it's like i feel it but i don't really feel it too much i'm like that is awesome then we start talking about his daughter and you know all these things so this is all just so good you know anyway at the end of the shoot he's just like cannot wait to see you again you know not that many words really guys not that many words exchange it's just more of like a feeling like when you talk to somebody you genuinely like them like you're just like you like them you let your likingness for them come out of you and have land on them this is a secret seriously this is a really big deal and that is you don't have to find your words like I used to be like oh what exactly should I say well that's the wrong thing to focus on there's no connection there now I focus on love in that person like Oh, wow. I just like them. I, I don't even have to say very much. And they're just like, they could feel it. And they're like, oh, that person really acknowledged me. But they, it's all, this is really going into their unconscious. It, it really is. Because like, you can tell when somebody is happy to see you, can't you? You know? You can tell when somebody's focusing on you. And I can feel it too. Like, I can feel from your expressions how it comes to me. This is the secret to film, be on top of it, love people, connect. Don't go in your head, like what should I say? It doesn't matter what you say. You love on them, it's gonna come out perfectly. There was a production assistant that was thanking the first AD at the end of the shoot and I, I end up catching it. And she's so charismatic. But when she was thanking the AD, she was a little stiff and a little scared and she wasn't smiling. I've done this a million times because I'm in my head thinking about, well, what should I say? I want to say the right thing. I might even thought of it when I walk, walked up, like, this is what I'm going to say. And then you say, it and you're like, oh, that wasn't very good. And then you like judge yourself and pff. so, um, yeah, instead love that person. Like, you know, that AD was great. Wow. That was amazing. This is what I said to the AD actually. I'm like, Okay, you have so much energy, you could go another 10 hours. And he's like, I know, I feel, I feel so good. He's like, you must love your job. He's like, this, it was great. It was a great shoot. I'm like, okay, well, great to see you. See you soon, hopefully. He's like, yes. The director, I go, the, this David, I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, you're from Wisconsin? I'm like, yeah, Mount Horeb. And he's like, oh, wow. And I go, oh, and I was talking to Meatball. He's from River Falls. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, people. And I'm like, hey, I just want to tell you, super proud of you. You have lived quite a life. You have done amazing. Good job. And his face, just like the director, he's just like, 
and he kind of did like this little like bow like this like he did something like this to me like thank you or something like that it was just like a very like a grateful gesture and um and it was really fast, you know, because he's saying goodbye to everybody. And I don't want to take up much of his time. I just want to give him, like, the acknowledgement that I know that he um, deserves because uh, it's really a big deal. This is huge. Like, this is top, top, top directing. So I'm like, yeah, really proud of you. So um, bursts of love. Thanks so much for listening. And if you want to take your career to the next level in the film industry, go to friendsinfilm.com slash join. That's friendsinfilm.com slash join. You can sign up for our mini course, learn about the A-list model, and then you can take it all the way and do the A-list program. So that's friendsinfilm.com slash join. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day, everybody.